Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of A Good Drop, where every other week or so, we desperately try and get our ice cream ready for eating before it melts. Yes, that's right. This is a good dessert. And on today's episode of A Good Dessert, we're talking about alcoholic desserts. And it's summer here in the Great Down Under. These are melting. They're melting so terribly. They're already melted. I'm Stu. I'm Michael. Cheers. Cheers. So one, so yes, we are talking about alcoholic desserts, and I suppose it's it's a little bit of a uh, cooking cooking episode because we are talking about uh, recipes and sweet things and not so not so sweet things, but probably sweet things uh, that include alcohol. Yeah. And uh, we had the very bright idea on this warm summer's day that a nice cold dessert, including alcohol, would be a fantastic idea, except that the heat disagreed with us, yeah. and our nice cold desserts have basically turned into nice cold piles of smoosh. Smoosh. Ice cream sundaes? Yeah, which you, you can you can see in the, in the pictures, that they were already pretty melty, and we tried to be quick. Yeah. To, uh, to get it, to that point. It was within 60 seconds of putting the ice cream in the bowl. <laughs> yeah, it was serve, snap, our crap. Yeah. <laughs> Basically. Uh, oh, I should put the limoncello back in the fridge, freezer. Mm. While I remember. But yeah, so we, we are very much talking about the multitude of desserts that can be prepared with alcohol. In the sauce, in the dessert itself... As a really impressive way of creating a crust on the dessert. <laughs> yeah. There's so many ways you can add it in. Uh, in So, for what we've got in front of us, we've got it mixed in with a sauce, um, or as the sauce itself. Uh, uh, one of the uh, toppings we've got on our vanilla ice cream is a berry com- mixed berry compo. Or compote, as some people like to pronounce it. Uh, and I've added a good quarter cup of uh, Cointreau. Mm, and that's good. And you, you taste the Cointreau, but it it complements, which is what you what, what you expect and what you want from a good compost slash compote. Yeah. Or a kumquat. Well, no. You don't really expect much sweetness from a kumquat. No. But... Yeah, at, at any rate, of course, as you are no doubt aware from when we've mentioned it in other episodes, with when you take pretty much any hard liquor and put it in the freezer, it becomes syrupy. And once it's syrupy, you can just pour that over anything, and it's a syrup. Hmm. And as long as you consume it before it gets too warm, it just makes a good topping. Yeah, You can do it with limoncello like we've done you can do it with bourbon if you want to you Mm. can mix that bourbon with chocolate sauce and make a chocolate bourbon sauce and i would have done had it not been so hot today it's hot enough today that chocolate would melt just sitting on your table 
But so aside from sauces, you can also uh, mix it in with, say, a cake or a uh, like a cheesecake style mixture. Yeah. And as we mentioned in our Christmas special oh so very long ago, mm. you can feed a cake. Feed that brandy. Yep. You just <laughs> pour it in, wait till it absorbs, pour it in, wait till it absorbs, pour it in, wait till it absorbs. Yeah. Until it's like 50% brandy. Yeah. And all 100% amazing. <laughs> exactly. There are so many options for what you can do with your alcohol and your desserts. Mm. Sky's the limit. There's like when we were researching this, there is so much, so many, so, so many different recipes for so many different types of desserts. But I think we can sort of categorize them into four, four main categories. You've got cakes, you've got uh, sauces, you've got standalones, I suppose, and you've got um, like fudges. I guess. Yeah. Yeah, true. But then which of those categories would a flambe fit into? Sauce. It's a sauce. I mean, it's... Well, it's well, hardening up the top. I mean, really, the point of flambeing is to... Yeah. Get that nice, crunchy, crispy top. Yeah. Oh, I suppose that makes makes five categories then. Mm. And impart some flavour, obviously. You're going to get some mm. flavour passed across from... What you're burning off the top as well, but yeah. Oh yeah, so five categories, and I guess because because we love our history, we should mention that the concept of putting alcohol in desserts is a tale as old as time. Mm. For as long as they have thought about alcohol, they've had desserts. Probably, <laughs> yeah. It, it's it's one of those things where no one really talks about this first began when mm. there's just. Oh, yeah, people have been doing this for centuries. Yeah, Yeah, just so many stories going back and back and back and back Mm. from countries everywhere about Mm. adding things to things. Yeah. To make things. Yeah. Yeah, and, like, don't think that you're limited to the type of alcohol that you've... that is sweet. Um, Bourbon, I wouldn't necessarily call a sweet liquor... But it is in so many recipes, so many different, like caramel sauces, uh, like bourbon, bourbon pies, um, and even for and for something for even less sweet, I saw a uh, basic. It was basically salted caramel, a, a salted caramel dessert, but it was like caramel fudge with uh, pretzels and um, and Guinness. Mm, and yeah, Guinness makes a massive appearance in cooking, both sweet and savory. Yeah, that uh, that and, caramelly I mean, bitter flavour yeah. really enhances the stuff it's going in. And stouts in general tend to get a lot of use, I guess, because they've got that very distinctive flavour. Mm. But and and then naturally you've got the blatantly obvious ones like Bailey's and Kahlua that make so many appearances. Mm. Like, as sauces or as ingredients, like, as sauces by themselves or as ingredients in sauces. Yeah. Or just as an ingredient in a thing. Mm. 
uh, Tia Maria is another one, um, especially with, uh, what do you call it? Tiramisu. Oh, yes. Because you, you want that coffee flavor. Why not add some Tia Maria? Yeah. Or Kahlua. Yeah. Or both. <laughs> Sometimes Tia Maria, Kahlua and coffee, if you want to go for the whole trifecta. Uh, you've also got... Something that I've literally just forgotten. Oh, I suppose one of the more famous cocktails slash desserts would be the affogato. Oh yes, yeah, that's that's a big one. Mm. And so, Mikkel, what's in an affogato? How do you make an affogato? Oh, I'm gonna have to look that up because affogato. <laughs> I forgot her what's in it. Oh. Actually forgot. I, I have an app for that. See, the internet has allowed me to forget what's in the majority of cocktails that I once knew because I can just look it up. Any of the ones that aren't commonly requested, it's easy to forget. It's, mm. Well, it's not like you make an affogato particularly often. <laughs> but... A simple recipe for an affogato is uh, two scoops of ice cream and coffee, and then you can add coffee liqueur. Mm. And that's that's just a very simple, very simple affogato. Yeah. The the key being that you do want fresh shots of coffee. Mm. Well, it's hard to get a fresh shot of Kahlua or Tia Maria because it... The whole point of it being alcoholic is it's not exactly fresh. Yeah, but the <laughs> the point is if you have your coffee liqueur mixed with at least one shot of actual fresh brewed coffee... Oh, it'd be amazing. Yeah. Mm. That's that's the best case scenario, I forgot it. <laughs> and yeah. it does also cause the ice cream to melt just a little, so it's a bit liquid, but with that ball of ice cream floating on the top. Mm. Mm. So good. So, so good. Uh, I suppose then you've also got, um, like, sorbets or uh, fro- frozen treats on top of that as well. So, uh, Bernard Black from Black Books with his Icy Pole red wine. Well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> is that an actual thing? No. Do we recommend trying that at home? Definitely not. <laughs> Could you, though, pour wine into an icy pole mold, stick a stick in there and put it in the freezer and get a wine iced treat? Yes, probably. Definitely. It would freeze. It's not that alcoholic. Mm. People would argue that point, but doesn't matter uh i have i did also see many many recommendations for cocktails as icy poles or frozen ice on a stick the mojito being a big one. Oh yes uh margarita uh sangria yeah well and if we're talking desserts i mean can we go past things like vodka infused watermelon definitely not um, you could turn that into a sorbet as well. You could. And then you've got jello shots. 
jello shot <laughs> or even just alcoholic jello yeah and let's push it to the next point where you in fact take gummy bears melt them down mix in vodka mm. and remold them into alcoholic gummy bears technically still a dessert still a dessert <laughs> It's a thing. It's very doable. Yeah. If you overdo it on the vodka, though, if you get the ratios wrong, mm. they'll be slimy and they won't set well. And you don't want that. You don't want that at all. No. So it must be that they're using gummy bears as basically flavoring and the gel- uh, gelatin. Yeah. Instead and of making them from scratch. Exactly. And so they're just melting it down, adding something. Yeah. Try not to overdo it, <laughs> so it'll actually resets properly. Yeah, and then away you go. So many options. Away you go. Well, I suppose given that we've said that there's so many options, do you want to talk about some specifics? Do you want to give some recipes? Well, I mean, we have already given some recipes. Let's, I guess, as well because we have talked some dessert drinks like affogato. Could arguably be called a drink. Yeah, and arguably. Definitely things <laughs> like a Bailey's milkshake might be considered a dessert. Definitely a drink. Mm. Definitely yeah. an actual thing that I've seen at a number of places. Yeah, or even just mixing coffee ice cubes with Bailey's. I'd call that kind of a dessert. Yeah, and then coming up to Christmas, of course, and we did mention this in our Christmas special oh so long ago, but I'm going to mention it again because, again, oh so long ago, <laughs> eggnog. Ah, uh, yes, my most hated cocktail. Which is... Or drink. Yeah. Ugh. It could be considered a dessert and is the base for some. Yeah. I did see a lot of recipes that... In- that incorporated eggnog into either the cake itself or into the icing. Um, Christmas cake with uh, eggnog frosting, for example. Yeah, and of course, eggnog can be made non-alcoholic, but as a general rule, it's going to have rum in it or something. Yeah. And rumbles, naturally. Which, yes, we did also mention, but it was a while ago. And if you've not heard that episode, we're mentioning it here as well. Yeah. A a sweltering hot summer where we talked about stuff you'd want during winter. Yeah. (laughs) Amazing. Um, Like, even even things that are are more drink-based, like sangria, I, I would still wrap those, roll those in with... Uh, alcoholic desserts because they're very like a lot of sweet cocktails they're kind of like desserts in drink form yeah yeah that is true yeah like uh, for example stewed pears or stewed plums um, you you mix some red wine into that and you've got yourself a dessert but it's kind of you could if you added a little extra wine it's kind of a drink it's a kind of a it's a fine line mm, and a lot of things are i suppose i mean let's uh, i guess briefly while we're talking things that if you were to add too much liquid it would become a drink we we can't go past brandy custard mm custard's basically a drink 
Not near enough, but it depends if you're putting it on top of something. Yeah. Like you can put it on ice cream. You can, I mean, a brandy custard is so, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It's, it's kind of part and parcel of Christmas. Well, it is. It's, um, I'm thinking something like diverse, but it's not diverse. It's got lots of options for what you can do with it. There's a word for that. It's on the tip of my tongue and I can't bloody think it. Um, versatile. The brandy custody is so versatile that mm. you can you, know, you can put it on top of pretty much any type of cake. Yeah. You can put it on top of ice cream. You can throw it into a drink. And you don't even have to use straight brandy. You don't even have to use straight custard either. Like brandy custard, like you just said. Um, sorry, you don't even have to use straight brandy. You can use uh, fruit brandies or even Calvados to to change up the flavour yeah. based, based on what you're pouring it over. Yeah, absolutely right. And uh, cannoli is a great example of another thing that you can add brandy to to change up the flavours. Oh, and let's not forget Christmas trifle, which oh, is yes. basically brandy jello and uh, custard and cream. Yeah, and occasionally <laughs> people will put sherry in there. And and fruit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we've mentioned tiramisu. And I guess anything that, um, just while I'm thinking of cannoli, anything that uses that kind of uh, a snap around the outside... You can because you can add brandy to the filling, but you can also add brandy to that crispy outer shell, mm. and not just brandy. Of course, you could add whatever the hell you like. Really, yeah. but I suppose brandy is more of the traditional filling. Yes, it's it's something that everyone's grandma has in their cupboard or pantry, and has been sitting there since last Christmas, and has no flavor anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh, let's talk panna cotta because yeah. there's a lot of different alcohol-based things you can put with panna cotta to really cut through and change up those flavors mm. and parfaits as well. If we're on the same layered note, yes, absolutely. I mean, everyone loves parfait. Parfait got layers. I ain't never heard anyone say no. I don't want no parfait. Uh, yeah, you can't go wrong with a parfait. Now. <laughs> Just because this, I've I've stumbled upon this recipe that kind of blows my mind. It's a, and it's based on one of the most popular cocktails. We've done an episode on it recently, which is why I'm I'm going to talk about it now. It's Negroni panna cotta. What? Really? Yeah, Negroni panna cotta. Negroni. Negroni. Panna cotta. Panna cotta. <laughs> okay. Yeah, a, a Negroni panna cotta. Okay. Where they are saying that you take uh, four gelatin leaves, two five hundred mil, uh, two cups or five hundred mil of uh, pure cream, a half cup of caster sugar, a vanilla bean split with the seeds scraped, five hundred mil or two cups of milk, and a half cup of gin. Then the finely grated zest of half an orange, plus two tablespoons of caster sugar, eight juniper berries bruised, 100 ml of Campari, and two tablespoons of Rosso vermouth, 
and you're basically turning that Negroni into a granita hmm. and then serving that granita on top of the panna cotta. There you go. To kind of cut through the silky, creamy dessert. There you go. And without you know talking through the entire recipe of it, or mentioning what a granita is, do you want to explain to the folks at home what a granita is so they can work it out for themselves? I can't remember now. What what is it again? It's basically like a, a shaved ice, almost a Negroni over shaved ice. Well, no, it's like a, a Negroni turned into shaved ice served over the panna cotta. Oh, that's cool. Literally. <laughs> I like it. Like, when you describe it like that, it sounds interesting. Um, but yeah, I couldn't remember for the life of me what yeah, a, a granita was. Yeah, so I'm, I'm showing Stu a picture here. You can't see this at home. but Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. But it, it basically looks like someone's taken an icy and yeah, like they've made it out of Negroni and they've stuck it over the top of a panna cotta. Mm. And admittedly, the flavors of a Negroni... Would I think work with a panna cotta as? Well, someone obviously thinks it works as as not complementary so much as contrasting. Contrasting, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I got no idea which one's got Kahlua in it and which one's got Bailey's in it. They both look the same. Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> they're, they're melted. <laughs> yeah, so we've got yeah more epically melty desserts here that. I'm about to find out if this is Kahlua or Bailey's. Yeah. Oh, it, it's 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 a drink now. Yeah. You got <laughs> a straw? A <laughs> I don't. Oh, I got a paper straw, I think. Actually. Oh, yeah, yeah. Throw me that. This is basically a milkshake. I'm gonna just stir it up. Well, just drink it Japanese style, <laughs> straight out of the bowl. It's gonna get messy as shit. Oh no. First world problems. <laughs> it is. So our, our our frozen desserts are now a liquid. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's hot AF here. They've become thick shakes. Yeah. Well, not so thick shakes. Mm. Well, that's, mine's a thick shake. Mm. Still tasty. Mm. Definitely. So you want to talk the folks through the recipes for what they can see in the picture for today's episode? Oh, well, for three out of... <clears throat> well, for for three out of four, I just poured the, uh, poured the spirit over top of the ice cream, which would have worked so much better had the ice cream been cold enough and it hadn't been so hot today my my fridge is really struggling in this heat uh and with the berry compo i i already described it way back earlier in the episode it's uh oh no i described how much coin i was putting in uh so it's a cup of frozen berries or fresh berries if you've got them on hand uh half a cup of sugar no Sorry, a third of a cup of sugar and a quarter of a cup of Baileys. Baileys. And a quarter of a cup of Cointreau. And you you boil it until it gets thick on the stove. And the end result is delicious. So they say. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously there's just a ludicrous amount of desserts that contain Mm. spirits and liqueurs and... I mean, liqueur chocolates, let's not even... Oh, yeah, we totally forgot about those. Yeah. That was the whole... uh, uh, that the, was the catalyst the, for the catalyst. this episode, yeah. yeah. And we nearly forgot to mention them. 
Yeah. Which are definitely a dessert. The We're talking specifically about the chocolates that have a little liqueur filling. Mm. And though naturally there are chocolates that just have alcohol mixed in with the chocolate, those ones that have the liqueur filling in the middle, though... Mm. Like whiskey, bourbon, brandy. Yeah. Yeah. And they're usually in a little wrapper that pretends it looks like a bottle of whatever it is. Mm. Cute. Cute as anything. And delicious. Yeah. Unless you're 12 and think, oh, chocolate liqueurs are the greatest thing ever. And then you bite into one and and it just tastes like chocolate and burning. Yes, because it's a proper (laughs) spirit in the middle. That was the first time I had one when I snuck one from my parents. Right. Sorry, Dad. (laughs) And it was awful because I hadn't tasted straight spirits before. I suppose technically you didn't then either. You were tasting it with chocolate, but it's not quite the same. Close enough to straight spirits. Yeah. For a a 12-year-old, 13-year-old. And it was a shock. Mm. But yeah, so those are those are obviously the easiest. They require no preparation on your part other than go to the shop and buy them. Yeah. Walk or drive to your favorite uh food dispensary. <laughs> yes. I mean in in Australia we have to go to a bottle shop to buy such things because they contain I think so. I don't think you can get them from a regular grocery store. Oh, I swear I've seen them from like department stores and whatnot. Like those, uh, like Kmart and Target. I've seen really? it there. Yeah. I'm pretty sure, I'm almost certain I've seen them at Big W. They must be really weak. Or maybe they're not alcoholic. Maybe, they can't, maybe they're classed as food. Oh, perhaps, and, and thus it doesn't count. I mean, they, they can sell vanilla essence yeah. without any issue at all. Yeah, because no one in their right mind would eat that or drink that. And yet... <laughs> People yeah, look, do. Look at prohibition. Mm-hmm. I think it. I think it still comes up in the system. It still gets flagged as an as alcohol or so contains like, alcohol. Mm, so if somebody's buying a bunch of it, questions will be asked. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I suppose the world is your oyster in this regard. Uh, alcohol, alcohol, and desserts are everywhere. Uh, Use your favorite search engine to search for alcoholic recipes. One I'd recommend is a gin and tonic cake, which is kind of like a tea cake, but with um, gin and tonic in it instead of tea. Yeah, and that um, tonic would have a very interesting effect on the cakes rising, Mm. I would expect. Yeah. Um, The other one that I saw that I really liked was like a Mars bar slice, but with Kahlua. Mm. So it had like a caramel, it still had the caramel center, but it was mi- like Kahlua was mixed in as well. And oh, that sounds delicious. Yeah. And it looks amazing in the photo. I mean, that, that's the whole point of these yeah. uh, recipe blogs. They, yes. They, they take amazing photos of yeah. delicious food. <laughs> that's that's what draws you to reading it. Yeah. 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 Uh, have you got any favorites that come to mind? Oh, God, far too many. I mean, there's a story of a cake that was brought in to a, a Christmas party I went at a great many years ago. And this, w- this was a work function. But this cake <laughs> literally 
had been fed so much that when it was cut, liquid came out of it. Wow. Like, that sounds amazing. It, it, eating it seemed as though each slice must have had a shot and a half in it or something. Like It was just so much in this cake. Wow. It was delicious. It was amazing. But my <laughs> word, how they managed to get so much spirits to be absorbed by a cake... And so that stuck with me. It's probably not a favorite, but it stuck with me because it was an impressive feat mm. in feeding a cake. Yeah, definitely would be. Uh, I haven't got anything else. Yeah, no, that's uh, that's it from me as well, apart from to suggest that find your favorite dessert, find your favorite spirit, throw that spirit in the freezer and see what happens when you mix them together. Yeah. It's a good starting point. It is. If you liked what you heard, everybody, be sure to hit that subscribe button if you haven't already. We are a good drop all about alcohol on your favorite podcast app, including uh, Stitcher, Spotify, Podbean, uh, Apple or Google Podcasts, and many more. You can also find us on the social medias, Facebook and Instagram as a good drop podcast. And if you want to check out our quite large library now, uh, so we've got about 150 657 episodes under our belt now uh, check out our backlog at agooddrop.com.au and if you've got any comments questions suggestions for future episodes or if you've got a favorite alcoholic dessert that you want us to know about send us an email to agooddrop at gmail.com and be sure to tune in next time when we talk about decanters and whether or not we think they make a difference to the taste of the wine yeah, the uh, the current commentary is that they do make a difference. They make the wine taste better, or you're able to drink it sooner. But do they actually make the difference? We'll find out. So until then, cheers. Cheers. <laughs>